0: Welcome to another amazing episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we're going to learn to become profitable as filmmakers. What is up, everybody? This is Kazi, and today's topic is so freaking good. I'm so excited to be talking about this. This is the reason why... I do what I do and having a platform like social media to be talking to you guys, this is the reason why. And I wanna talk about it and I wanna give you my two cents. First, I wanna share my experiences, why I feel so strongly about it. And then I wanna give you a few tips how to counter that and overcome it and freaking dominate in that space. Today, I'm gonna be talking about why our industry is not set up for dreamers but for robots. And when I say our industry, I'm specifically talking about the film industry and the TV industry. The industries that either we're already working in or we are working toward to become a part of it soon. So when I say our industry is set up, not for dreamers, but for robots, this is what I'm talking about. So let's go back to 2010. When I first moved to California from Chicago, I I went to Art Institute in Chicago, uh finished my film program there I moved out to California and big dreams, you know, big goals, want to do huge things. So what do I do? I take my demo reel, I take my portfolio and I drive straight to Columbia Pictures, okay? Not doing not knowing much about it. I just have all I got is freaking passion, dreams and talent. So I just left my family behind. I'm here. Um, I'm going to go and I'm going to freaking hit it hard, okay? I'm going to I'm going to hit the ground running. So I go to Columbia Pictures, pull up in the parking lot, very intimidating, very awesome, just a dream come true, it's insane. I walk into the receptionist area and I say, hey, can I speak to someone? And they go regarding what? And I tell them I'm a cinematographer, editor, and I would like to talk to someone about internship or anything that they have. And the dude kind of chuckled, but didn't really say much. He was a really nice gentleman, so he said, He's like, brother, like you have to like connect, get connected with someone, and then come in. Like we don't take walk-ins, and I'm like, I totally understand. I'm just here, dude. I'm just like, I'm taking my shots. If I can speak with someone, that would be epic. He said, "Why don't you just hang out here? Uh, people are coming back from lunch, so you might get someone to talk to." And I'm like, "Great." I waited for about thirty minutes. And then this, you know, gentleman was walking past me, and the security uh, person like stopped him and said, "Hey, can you speak with this gentleman? He's here. Uh, wants, you know, he's interested in apprenticeship, whatever." And then this dude, who happened to be the director of HR, came over and said, "Hey, you know, my name is so and so." how can i help you and i told him like hey just moved from you know chicago to california i'm freaking hungry got to do something like anything and everything you got i'm here for you i'm your guy and without even looking at my portfolio like even grabbing my portfolio look at it later he just puts his hand on my shoulder and he tells me son if there's one thing that i can tell you is that this is a family business are you a family I literally did not know what the F he's talking about or he was talking about. I just heard that and it like freaking shook me to my freaking core. Like all of a sudden I'm thinking about all the things like did I make the worst decision, you know, leaving my family behind and coming out to California? Like what the hell did he just say? Like, what does that even mean? Uh, Last time I checked we were in United States. Like, you know, we don't roll like that. But that was the truest statement ever. Like if I can go back, I can freaking kiss him on his cheek because That's just the way it is. When you talk about the freaking industry, it's like a freaking fortress, man. It's just closed off. It's closed off. You don't freaking get in unless you're part of the family. Like think about like those 18 year old and 22 year old like freaking huge directors that hit it hard. Like they're part of the family. Like they know somebody in there. They don't just come out of nowhere and that's just one of the things that you gotta keep in mind, and that's very true for the film industry, and it's too true for the TV industry. That excludes the commercial business, okay? The business that I'm in. Now I'm gonna move on to another example. So think about this, right? Think about any other profession. Let's talk about this for a second. Think about somebody who's an accountant who uh, goes for a degree in IT. The you know, Depending on what kind of school you go to, depending on how smart you are, when you graduate with your bachelor's, you come out, you land a pretty freaking decent job, okay? So what's the freaking deal with our industry and the elbow grease? What's up with the whole Karate Kid situation where you gotta pick up a freaking broom, even if you're a cinematographer, and you gotta go all the way from the bottom to the top? Like, what? what is that about? Like, it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be so freaking basic. Like, it should have some sort of like meritocracy, like, you know, where we can just see that, hey, this person is obviously talented, and his talents are being wasted down here. He doesn't belong here. Like myself, I have no common sense when it comes to being on set. I can freaking be the craziest DP you have ever worked with, but when it comes to actually rigging up stuff and be in there, like doing the grip or, you know, best ball or gaffer work, that's not my thing. So that doesn't mean that I can't be a great DP because I'm sure Roger Deacons doesn't just get in there and set up each and every light you know that there is. So some people might say that but he might have done it once or he might not have. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like it doesn't need to be that. I don't need to waste a decade of my time, valuable time where I can be creating art to like you know just to freaking climb up some you know made up ladder that somebody created. So it's very frustrating. Industry is really tight. They keep everything really close and tight, and that sucks ass. To be honest, you know, pardon my French. And then another thing that I want to talk about is, uh, then there was a time when I was working on commercial. I had commercials on national television, and uh, I reached out to the studio that did TV production. And I reached out to them and I went through a connection. So I was basically going in like, you know, guns blazing. Like I already had a freaking in and I went in and had a meeting with the EP executive producer and it went really well. And you know, she saw my portfolio, she saw my demo reel and everything and my editing style and she loved all of that. And then at the end she goes, well, Kazi, you know, what we do here is a little bit different than what you're used to. So the best thing that I can offer you is to start off as a runner. And basically what a runner is like, where you're not even in the freaking studio, you're basically running tapes. You're just picking up tapes from somewhere and you're bringing it to your studio, delivering it. And then in the meantime, you're running like, you know, getting them coffee or whatever the hell, you know, all those things. And I was again, so freaking shocked. I was just like looking at her and I'm like, is this a freaking joke? Like I I work on commercials, like for national television, like what is happening right now? Like, did I miss something? Like, I have to start as a runner, like somebody who's like 16. And I'm like, at the time, I was like 28, 29. And I'm just like, I don't understand this. So it's so baffling, blows my mind. And then I wanna share one more example. So, 2012, uh, my first full time job, I had a colleague, you know, we were just having a conversation during lunch and, uh, you know, we were just, sh- you know, sharing ideologies, things like that. And I told him, I was like, bro, when I work on projects, I work on any and every project as if I'm gonna win an Emmy, okay? And at the time we were creating content for YouTube, Facebook, stuff like that. This dude like laughed throughout the lunch. He couldn't stop laughing at me. Like he just thought that to him was the most absurd thing he's ever heard. Well, today, I don't know what he's up to, but I've put like tons of freaking commercials on national television and tomorrow if I win an Emmy, I'm not freaking surprised. I work really hard at what I do, and I'm freaking great at it. So what's up with that attitude? Like, where did that attitude come from? And then why are you in this industry if you have that attitude? Why don't you just get your brokers like license and go and sell homes or something? Like, I don't understand. So the industry is not welcoming dreamers, and then it's creating factory workers and robots, and then even people like my colleague, is sort of promoting that mentality of being a freaking no, like a robot, and like I'm no good. I'm never gonna be as great as all the greatest directors out there. Then what's the point of being in this industry, dude? Like it doesn't pay well anyways. You can get like a freaking base IT job and start off at 65, 70 grand. Like what are you doing, doing this? You know, making forty, fifty thousand dollars a year uh, when it's not gonna go anywhere. So. Things that I want you to think about and the mindset, and I'm just giving you all these heartaches, like obviously I'm on the other side now, but I'm telling you that these things will happen uh, regardless of your caliber. You know, you could be above me, like what you're doing right now, or you could be like, you know, getting up there and starting out. What I'm saying is that keep these things in mind so when it happens to you, you know what to do, you know that just to brush it off, like it's not a big deal, like that's just the way it is. Another thing that I wanna talk about is like, you know, be careful with putting your idols on a pedestal. And what I'm talking about is that there's so many people freaking out there that take their directors like Stanley Kubrick, whoever have you, and they just blow them out of the freaking proportion, they turn them into gods. You can't do that, you can't give them a god-like status because it's gonna make you feel so small and you're gonna feel like, you'll never amount to anything in your head. And when that happens, then what's the point? Then why are you doing this? So great, Stanley Kubrick is great, good good for him. He worked really hard to get there, okay? So if you work really hard in 2019, if you work as hard as my boy Kubrick did, I can promise you, you can be as good or even better. And let me tell you why. Because today, we have YouTube. Today, we have Vimeo. Today, we have Netflix. Today, we have Hulu, we have Amazon. These things were not available to those directors back in 70s and 80s. They had to freaking work 100 times harder. Today, it's really easy to be exposed. Like I am basically reaching out to people probably all across the globe right now. And that's really easy and it's just happening because we have the freaking power of internet and social media, okay? So with that being said, The only lock that you have, the only limitation you have is your brain. I need you to disagree with the freaking masses and just load yourself with hard work and ambitions. Like you really need to. In this industry, all you got is like, it's so easy. You can just go out, grab a couple of your friends and make a little like 30 second cinematic piece. Software is so freaking cheap. You can come home, color it however you want it, whatever you want to do, upload it to like 10 different social mediums and it has a freaking chance that it might blow up if it's really good. It's just that easy. So it's persistence, you know, keep going, and the freaking attitude of a goddamn champion. I'm not lying to you, like you really need some blinders, like where you can just like block it off, like stop seeing in your peripherals how people are rolling their eyes and looking at you and making you feel a certain way. You gotta just go, 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 and that's it. Stay focused, like just laser sharp focus and just go. And I wanna talk about that you have to be unreasonable with your goals, okay? Like set them so high, but then just attack them. Set them high, but then divide them into like snack size. So like, you know, make a yearly goal, right? So that's your long-term goal. Then break it up into like chunks. So you have like weekly goals, you have daily goals, you have freaking hourly goals if you want to. So then what happens is that when you achieve them, those small goals, it gives you the motivation to keep going. If you just have one large goal and you're just looking at it and the days are going by, you might not have all the motivation to keep going. But if you turn it into a chunk size, like small, like size, you know, goals, then you can keep going and keep attacking it at your own pace. Be unreasonable, like I said, in your goal setting. And also, guys, bring your freaking family and your friends on board with your freaking craziness, okay? When you're going in this and you're attacking it, like I'm telling you, you need some support because you're not gonna get it from outside. I don't get it right now. Even with this kind of following, if I put something online, I get so many freaking haters. And if I just don't shut them off and you know not pay attention to them, it will drive me crazy tomorrow i'll make you know i'll stop making any posts and i'll just like freaking hide for the rest of the world you know like my life and you don't want to do that so if you want to just stay focused and stay sharp at what you're doing you need your family your friends to support you 100% don't petty you, don't pity you support you like i want like them to like really understand what you're doing and give it the freaking respect it deserves because this medium is so strong. Like we're storytellers, we're telling stories, doesn't matter what kind of story it is. You could be selling Bali to me. Why should I go to Bali? And if you sell that story to me, that's a freaking impact, man. That's like something to be proud of. Or it could be something as serious as like, you know, uh, documentaries, like where, the, you know, so many types of like awareness that they're bringing to people and like really changing lives. So it totally depends, or it could be a movie where like you know, everybody's lives are just like so freaking, like we got bills, we got this and that, and the other thing, like we're dealing with so much stuff, we go to a freaking movie and that entertainment is just better than anything at that moment in time. So this is the kind of stuff that we do, take pride in that, understand the kind of channels and portals that you have today, that you can have your voice heard, And don't bring yourself down when you had you know have those moments that I shared earlier with you. Just keep freaking going, keep going. Guys, that was it for today. I'm gonna read through some comments and questions. Hopefully we have some stuff. And let me know what you think about what I just said. I don't ever make wanna make my talk rah-rah. This is the freaking reality. I lived it. Like even when that offer that I told you where this you know, uh, executive producer told me that, hey, you have to start off as a runner, but maybe in two, three years you might get somewhere. I literally just said deuces and I stuck with my freaking commercial business. I make more money than, you know, people working on like TV commercials and movie commercials and stuff are making. I freaking have a nine to five, not even that. I don't even have nine to five. What I'm saying is that when I get hired for a job, it's like nine to five, it's not like 16 hour days. And then besides that, I'm working from home, running my own freaking show. I would rather choose this life any given day, make my own content, turn into a freaking media company for myself and create whatever I want, get paid whenever I want, then be like tied down and like have to prove myself to some random like, you know, film gods. So on that note, let me go through some of this And uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Okay, so Sasha says, like, it's really hard to work in this industry without uh, equipment. Sasha, I don't know where you're from, but if you're in the United States, like, you know, we got uh, so many rental houses and online rentals and, you know, share grid, let's just say, that makes it so freaking easy to rent gear for pennies. Like, I can go pick up a whole like Zeiss, like CP3 set for like, you know, 100, 150 200 bucks you know for the weekend or cut a deal and get it for seven days for like almost nothing so to have access to like tens of thousands of dollars of gear for 100 or 200 bucks for weeks i mean it's unreal and this is the life that we're living today so like i said i mean really really do your research before you make these statements because iphone Like you can shoot a freaking movie with an iPhone, okay? So like, no, you don't really need, need, need the equipment. You need an idea, and you need the conviction, idea that you can sell to someone. I've shot stuff with a Blackmagic 2.5K, the OG cinema camera, and that gig was like a 15K just for the shoot. And I just went in with a couple of people, like two people, and that camera, bare bones, with freaking EF mount, like Canon lenses, shot the gig, They didn't care because the end result was freaking epic, you know, and I work with that company, I've been working with that client for years. So what I'm saying is that, no, it's all about how you sell that concept and what do you really need the gear for? What do you really, you know, like, Tap, what kind of project you're working on. I'm sure if you're gonna be working on a big production, then they're gonna have a budget where you can pad in the equipment. So a lot of the times now, when I'm working on a project, I can say, hey, it's gonna be 4000 or $5,000 a day for equipment. Boom, like it's not on me. Now I can just like, you know, it's like a freaking Christmas game early. I can just go in and just like tell them what I need and then they get me that. I want Alexa mini, I want like cook lenses, I want this and that. Like they got me because it's all padded in to that cost. So think about creative ways that you can attack this other than thinking about you need to have gear because buying gear is probably one of the worst investments and I'm saying this because I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in gear and it just depreciates so fast. Maybe you can spend money on glass, but even that, like you know, new companies are coming up and they're putting out epic glass every year. You know that's enhanced in some, you know, some way, and uh, so you just got to be careful with stuff like that. Let's go look at some other questions. Thanks for your question. Okay, so this question from Garcia that, you know, he wants to be a photographer, but he talked to his photographer friend or mentor, and the mentor said that it's a dying breed. He should only do it for a hobby. <sighs> come on, Garcia. I mean, what are you talking about, dude? Like, Nigel Barker, the dude who's making, like, hundred and fifty dollars 200000 per shoot. Like, come on, man. Like, I mean, you can just go look up, like, you know, what top, top, like, photographers make. And you should always aim for that because I'm freaking telling you that Nigel Barker did not born with a freaking 1DX Mark II, you know, from his mother's freaking womb, okay? So he learned it, he got great at it, and freaking started killing the game, and he didn't listen to these mentors, man. What kind of freaking mentor is that, dude? Like, come on. Like, I mean, this is like, this is borderline upsetting. Photography is not going anywhere. If anything, photography just freaking exploded because of things like Instagram and like you can freaking make magic with your phone. Just like go online and look at the kind of stuff that people are creating and $10 freaking lights from Amazon, LED lights, and then they just grab their camera and they buy a little $7 prism and boom, like they're making, like they're taking these shots that are just mind boggling. So it's not going anywhere, dude. This is like horseshit you need to get rid of that mentor i mean he's he shouldn't be calling himself a freaking mentor so this is a jackass have you ever been in a school to learn what you're doing um how did you know it's your stuff and what you if you this is going to be your career so yes so i mean i went to school for a general filmmaking program for that reason because i didn't know right so i mean i went from it to film I knew I wanted to do something in it. I didn't know what I wanted to do in it. Nobody in the family has ever been in this industry. So it's freaking brand new. I'm like, you know, carving the path. I'm the first one in the entire Kazi's freaking bloodline. So for that, I didn't know. I went for a digital uh, filmmaking program so I can just pick up on everything and see what I like. And then I stuck with cinematography and editing. And then eventually from cinematography, it like trickled into color grading over time, but my technical skills really helped me um, in editing and everything post-production. So, you know, that's how I started. I knew, I knew because I am very impatient. So whatever I do, I literally give my 150. So even if it was motion graphics in the beginning, I would give my 150 and then go, ah, there's something is missing. Like, it's just not me. Sound design, or not even sound design, but actually like music, I would give it my 150 and then go, ah, like there's something that just doesn't makes me keep going. So then I just kept ditching those things and then stuck with what was my thing. So I knew, and you have to be kind of decisive in that. Like you can't really like just sit back and let it come to you. Sometimes you have to be, you know, like in the attack attacking position and just kind of like keep hitting it, keep hitting it until you see something that sticks. And then that's your thing. See, what's the camera you're gonna suggest for a fresh starter? Dude there's so many choices. XXTR uh, asks, what kind of camera will you suggest for a starter? Dude there's so many choices. Depends on what you're into, right? So if you're, you know, if you're doing run and gun documentaries and things like that, then go with maybe the Canon EOS R because you will need the dual pixel focus, right? Or go with Sony if you do weddings and things like that, then A7S3 or or um, A73 you know, would be a good choice because you need like a low light sensitivity. If you're doing a lot of vlog, you know, sort of stuff, GH5 is amazing, it's a workhorse. So it really depends what you're looking for. If you do a lot of studio setups and you kind of want to get the most pristine image, uh, Blackmagic 4K, 6K, hands down, nothing beats it. I just sold my Canon C200 to get Pocket 6K because as you guys know, I do a lot of color work and if I just want to go out there and shoot some stuff and then color it uh, Pocket 6K beats my Canon C200 image in that sense. And I don't do a lot of run and gun, so I don't really miss out on like not having the dual pixel autofocus system. Let's see what else I can call you a mentor because you're acting like that. <laughs> thanks brother, thanks Jack. I am flattered and I'll be humbled to be considered anybody's mentor, but the whole point of my existence on social media is Debunk like all these freaking things that we have created and like really tell you what's what you know school systems You know, we're taught by people that are not really practitioners, you know, they they gave up on their dreams and then this You know, and I'm not dissing everyone, but I'm saying a lot of the freaking instructors. They don't have a lot of backbone They can't really show you like a list brands that they work with so they can really like, you know, walk the walk and then they're like idolizing these huge like tarantino and these directors and they're talking about it for 70 years like in a class whereas you're just sitting there going yo like basically you know by you telling me that tarantino is a freaking god and he is it that tells me that then i'm nobody then what the hell am i doing here you know what i mean i don't want to keep going on that point but i just really want to hammer it in and make you understand that we got it all like nowadays Like lighting is so freaking cheap. Cameras are so freaking cheap. Like a freaking iPhone has the best IBIS like in-body stabilizer. Like, I mean, we got the tools. Now it's up, up to us. Go freaking blast your stuff on TikTok, 15, 30 second videos and let them freaking blow the F up because it's a new platform right now. Put that stuff on social media. Talk about the process. People love to hear behind the scenes you know, talk through like what's happening. If somebody was right here right now taking a behind the scenes picture of this and if that was my today's post, it was gonna freaking blow up because people love that kind of stuff. start thinking like that, okay? Practicing it and then stop freaking just thinking and start executing. Execution is everything because if you think that if you can spend seven months on a project and it's gonna be freaking perfect, when you put that out, if you spend seven more months, it can be even better. What that tells you, is that if you would have put out seven projects in those seven months, then that project that you put out after seven months would have been freaking seven times better. So that's the kind of mentality I need you guys to have. Just keep freaking pounding, keep freaking practicing, and just that will turn you into a better version of you. And guys, I love you guys. Thank you so much for sticking around. I love you guys so much. I love my community and see you soon. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends, subscribe to this channel, and I will see you in the next episode.